Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's the 16th of September, and this is your Property News Live. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. As always, if you do like what we do here, if you could head over to the iTunes button, click on that review, click on that five star, and please type something in so I can see that we are doing the right thing here. And that just gives me a little bit of an incentive to carry on doing what we do, making sure that we've got it right. And I would really appreciate that, folks. It only takes 30 seconds. Okay, what's in the news today? Well, lockdown measures have left the UK's residential rental sector struggling to deal with the period of unpaid rents occupancy voids and considerable operational difficulties and with the pandemic pandemic even far from over such issues will continue to persist moreover given that up to 90% of the UK's private rental sector is made up of single property landlords the sector will need to mature adapt and strengthen in order to overcome yet Rather than dwell on the negatives, we must consider how the market can change for the better and fast-track changes in the PRS that benefit investors, landlords and tenants in the wake of the virus. Despite the UK's government pleas for us to return to the office, an impending second wave suggests that a return to normal life won't be quite so straightforward. In fact, fewer people have returned to the office in the UK than any other major European country, with 82% of businesses planning to stick with remote working practices for the foreseeable future. The drastic change in working practices will have significant impact on the UK's residential rental sector, with tenants expected to turn away from high-cost city centres. Instead, tenants are likely to search out better value for money in smaller towns and cities, as a sudden spike in interest in areas like Milton Keynes and Watford have recently demonstrated. As such, this largely transient sector will have to adapt too. Resi investment will no longer be as simple as buying up property, certain to be filled by an abundance of professionals and students in the UK's business hubs and university towns. Instead, smarter investment will be needed in high quality properties that will encourage stability as the home merges with the office, as well as contracts that offer tenants the flexibility that they will need to get through the economic struggle. In return, landlords will begin to see the long-term stable income that the private rental sector can provide when it's re-established. Next on today's news, buy-to-let landlords in England could learn a thing or two from the Scottish market as the eviction deadline approaches. The property management firm APRO says it has, been, it has been contacted by a number of landlords in England seeking advice on how to deal with tenants over the issue of eviction during the coronavirus pandemic. The Scottish market is different in its treatment of tenants and issues such as evictions that are equivalent to Section 21 in England and Wales are already illegal in Scotland and tenants have much greater security of tenure. Consequently, most landlords and agents have had to develop a more, um, a more consistent and mutually benefit means of working with tenants, which has proved particularly effective during the pandemic. David Alexander, who is the Joint Managing Director of APROPO, says... 
over the last few weeks, I have been contacted by many landlords in England seeking advice on how to deal with their tenants. In particular, evictions have become a major issue for some small landlords who find themselves unsupported by government and forced into a corner by emergency legislation restricting their actions. However, many have found that as they have not established close relations with their tenants prior to the pandemic, so communication is not as open and effective and it needs to be dealt with in these difficult circumstances. I would encourage all landlords and agents to establish a strong dialogue to see if a negotiation on payments is possible. We have found that the majority of tenants are amenable to this approach. Alexander continued, the situation has been very different for some time in Scotland compared with the rest of the UK, with legislation much more supportive of tenants. This has encouraged landlords and agents to create closer relations with their tenants and develop more effective communication strategies so that everyone involved understands what is happening, what the processes are, and can generate workable solutions to difficult circumstances. Next on today's news, Foundation Home Loans is planning to pull some of its buy-to-let products tomorrow. On Thursday, the specialist lender will remove its two-year flat fee deals and two-year discounted variable rate offerings from the market. Foundation Home Loans recently reduced rates across a range of five-year buy-to-let mortgage products. The deals, which are offered to both individual landlords and limited company borrowers, are available with the lender's F1 range, meaning that they are for borrowers with an almost clean credit history. Rates have been cut on three of the five-year buy-to-let mortgage products offered by Foundation. Foundation's 65% loan-to-value product is now available at 3.24%, down from 3.39%, whilst at 75% loan-to-value, the rate has been cut from 3.9% to 3.49%. Both deals come with a 2% fee. On its large loan, five-year 65% loan-to-value buy-to-let product, which comes with a minimum loan size of half a million pounds, the rate is now being offered at 3.14%, down from 3.29%. The rate cuts follow on from the lender's return to offering 80% loan-to-value last month. Jeff Knight, who is the Director of Marketing at Foundation, has said these three specific five-year products were already some of our best sellers and we are very pleased to be able to reduce rates further in order to support the landlord community, particularly those who utilise limited companies in order to house their property portfolios. And finally in the news today, overseas and domestic students have returned to the central London lettings market in force so far this month, according to a company called Dexter's. The agency, which has 12 branches in prime London, says students account for 25% of all tenants that they have registered in September. Despite COVID-19 changes, student tenants are returning to the capital to seek private rented accommodation in the capital's prime addresses, says Dexter's. The top five locations for student renters are Bloomsbury, Fitzrovia, South Kensington, Chelsea and Notting Hill. Over the last month, 450 new students a week have been registering with Dexter's, adding to 100,000 buyers and tenants already looking for homes in the capital with the agency's 70 branches. It points out 
that London has one of the largest populations of overseas students of any city in the world and that this group of renters is starting to return post-pandemic ahead of the new academic year. Overseas student renters from China, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, South Korea, the Middle East and a host of European countries have shown interest in London rental property in recent weeks. So there you have it, folks. That is today's property news. I'll be back here tomorrow at the same time. As I said, if you really like the news feed, please pop over, drop me a review on iTunes and I can have a look at it to make sure we know we're going in the right direction. So folks, don't forget as well, my supporter group is open on Facebook. So if you head over to my Facebook page, which is Rick Gannon UK, and if you click on that supporter tab, that will give you access to an exclusive group where I share property content, property workshops, coaching and mentoring, all for a very, very small pay-as-you-go subscription fee. So if you are interested in popping along, I'd love to see you there. And until tomorrow, folks, don't forget to have some fun. Take care.